I didn't get my oh here it is. Recording in progress. I didn't get my consent warning. Yeah, right. <laughs> I do not consent to showing my horniness for Lady Venom to mm-hmm. the world. I like how she's still eight feet tall too. Yeah, yeah. she's like eight feet tall with a and still rock and rock. For some rock reason, but she's it's just like, all right, I'm gonna put a rack on this, even though it's meaningless. <laughs> the yeah. thing is, is like Venom was like, I'm gonna make her look hot when I'm on her, you know, like yeah, I'm gonna stack it up and gonna give her so we can get into it in the discussion, I guess. Right. But like when Venom is with the lady, first of all, she's also a perfect match, perfect right. symbiote match. I know, so right? Which means they're a perfect match for each other, which is why Venom and- wants her back. Whoa, theory, baby. During the few moments that we have left, I want to talk right down to us in a language that everybody here can easily understand. Welcome to High Level Casting, and before we discuss this thing in its entirety, before we even acknowledge that this is a podcast, I'm hanging out with uh, Ethan, Zach, and Doug, per usual, and uh, we watch the uh, instant classic Academy Award winning film for Tom Hardy, right? Just swept the awards. 2018's Venom. You should be extremely afraid. We are oozing with enthusiasm over uh, Sony's Marvel's production, Venom 2018. We went in search of making best friends with 90s Nickelodeon's Gak, and uh, we didn't find that, but it was really the friends we made along the way. Now, did you guys ever actually have Gak? I'm curious. I had like I think I had a knockoff. Yeah. yeah, I got the gack in like 1994. All right, all right. Before we get into the movie, there, there's like a variety of ooze products that we can yeah, now talk right. about. Well, like I the just rise of ooze. That gack has like a very specific smell that I remember to this day, 26 years. Yes, later. yes. Yeah, and so like I'm, I'm gacked for it's life. like a plasticky, starchy yeah, it's smell. Very unique to gack. I wonder if that's what, what do you think Venom the symbiont smells like? Oh, licorice. Black licorice. Mm-hmm. You're going to say black licorice. I was going to say like Rando. sweat because Probably. Tom Hardy is so sweaty in this film. I'm, I'm thinking I think Tom Hardy's like, sweaty in every movie. He's, right. Yeah, he's so, he's drenched in this movie. Dude is amped all the time. I'm thinking my boy Venom smells like Dracar Noir, you know, like a really good heady cologne for men that you buy at walmart (laughs) (laughs) when you're about to (laughs) when you're about to go out for a night on the town listen when you're going out with the boys you gotta you gotta have that distinct uh symbiote smell yeah on the wrists two little sprays Mm -hmm. of the venom symbiont and stay away from any supersonic frequencies that's right baby you gotta marinate in that that shit is flammable and he is uh, weak to fire so before we acknowledge uh hardy and eddie brock's characters and you know Marvel and the Spider-Man mythos. I think we have to talk about Ooze as a character in in the (laughs) 90s. Because I don't think, except for like the 80s blob. So we can go all the way back to the original blob film. And in the good old like uh, 50s theater where it was just gallons and gallons of jam filmed in black and white. Yeah, and they just like rolled it. Yeah, and then just would reverse the film. And then like 
you get the blob, the blo- 80s blob. We might one day have to do like a high level casting on the 80s blob. It's that's a, a film that's truly near and dear in my heart. It was like one of the first horror movies that I could watch like all the way through as a child uh, when my parents weren't home because I, I was able to find it as like the third movie recorded on an old VHS tape where you would have those movies stacked back to back. You know, and you just have stacks of VHSs that right. had like three movies on them. One was just the blob. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And I was like, five. And then I watched a kid get eaten by the blob. Like, yummy, mm-hmm. yummy, yummy. yummy. Uh, slime, ooze, goo. It's a common cinematic addition, right? To Becomes a big branding little... for uh, Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon, Ghostbusters. Yeah. Uh, let's let's I, not forget think... about power rangers the movie oh yeah Isaac son of a bitch you stole i fucked it up (laughs) and Uh, then that's that's what we should watch ivan ooze is who i think of when i think of ooze yeah i think of that and uh if anyone watched ghost rider uh what gooey gus i think of oh gooey gus he's fucking terrifying a haunted purple slime doll yeah that then like kills everyone in the show yeah. and then the show ended with because they expected it to come back after it's like season cliffhanger but gooey gus yep. just murders it everybody never came back never came so, back slime is for some reason very popular in the in the media imagination mm-hmm. venom is a part of that beautiful tradition and i gotta say as a slime expert the slime here is magnificent right just uh yeah, looking like a non-Newtonian ferrofluid slump it. You see it. We get a lot of slime. Slump it, you uh, see it. <laughs> yeah, you slump it all around. Hashtag. We get a lot of we get a lot of on the glass scenes where it's, it's oh yeah glass so we get to see it. So cool. I'm sold. Yeah, <laughs> I love goo. And so I didn't know about this movie. Jeremy recommends this movie. He's like, you gotta watch Venom. And I'm like. Are you sure? You like honestly did not Are know sure? of Venom's existence? Are you... I knew it existed. I know you didn't it know of its movie. quality. It. Yeah, so I watched it and got, I gotta say, I gotta say. I was like, there's no way Venom's getting it by. starts off super average and super. Well, I won't even first... say I'm I'm just gonna say straight up, it's a pretty stupid fucking movie. Oh, it's it's <laughs> dumb as hell. It's dumb as hell. Uh it makes some very interesting and by interesting I mean bad editing choices. Right. Um mm-hmm. and things like that. The script is pretty bad, but the script it's, is yeah. bare bones. It's a movie where its stupidity works for it, I think. Like, it's it's yeah. dumb as hell, but it's, like, I love watching Venom call himself a loser. Uh, say words <laughs> He's like, very self-aware. Say words like shit and damn, and I just love watching the slime ooze around. I love watching Venom Hulk mode up a building. It's so, it's cool. Yeah. Uh, people should watch this film. It is a trash film. It's schlock, mm-hmm. right? It, but it is elevated by two things, and that is the CGI is actually pretty damn good. Good, yeah. I thought it was going to be awful. Great. There are some areas where it could like use a little touch up. You can tell where they 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 spent the time on the slime, and they made have spent a little less time. <laughs> the the fight CGI, like mm-hmm. between the two symbiote, it was a little heavy hitters. Yeah. Was a, a it pushed mm-hmm. me. It was yeah. a little more. Uh, I would say not touched up. When we see the slime in its raw form, it's looking really good. <laughs> But, the uh, other thing, yeah. the other thing, of course, that elevates this is the acting and the actors. <laughs> the act- they they fucking loved shooting this film. You can tell they when did. somebody somebody like enjoyed shooting a big dumb movie, Tom and like Hardy, everyone in yeah. it had fun. You know, Tom, Tom Hardy, Hardy makes, is everything. He is this. He makes choices heart. in this movie. Some of it 
Int- very curious choices, but it's all a good time. Tom Thank Hardy, you. Michelle Williams, and Riz Ahmed, like all of them chew the scenery. They're all fantastic in this film. Riz Ahmed, like after our last high level casting where we watched him, you know, get used and then murdered. Now we watch him use and then murder and then die. Yeah, this is is where we do the pickles to Pluto thing. We're going to connect each movie. And so, yeah, for all the viewers. What the fuck? What does that even mean? Yeah, I'm not not familiar. (laughs) (laughs) You can't drop idiots like that. Are you the only person? Zach, have you heard of that? Have you? Okay, so it's only one. Okay, we need an explanation. Related to the classic children's show Ghost Rider, it's from... uh, noggin the like nickelodeon affiliate smart kid channel oh yeah yeah where they had a bunch of like they had like that work yeah yeah basically and they had like all these it was weird but there is a little dude that had a game called pickles to pluto where (laughs) it's like six degrees of kevin bacon where they take two concepts like i don't know cucumbers and uh united states congress and you have to relate the two conceptually within how many steps is this show the reason you're an anthropologist, Ethan? Um, no, I. You can blame um, G- Ghost Rider for that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I was trying. You to realize there's no one to blame but yourself. <laughs> but anyway, for all you listeners out there in Listenersville, uh, we didn't really realize that Riz Ahmed was in this movie until after we decided to watch it. Uh, so we watched Nightcrawler, a beautiful film, magnificent. And then Mr. Jeremy recommended that we watch Venom. And it wasn't until after that that he was like, oh, shit, the lead antagonist in this movie is Riz Ahmed from uh, I, I might not have been sober when I watched Venom the first time. <laughs> I might have been very, uh, very not sober. And I was just watching it to laugh. I was like, right. Venom's probably garbage. I'm going to just throw this on and, and laugh at the movie this evening. Right. It'd be a great time. And then by the end of it, I was like, that was fun. Like, you that were, was great. You were moved. Right. But anyway, we got connections. We got threads connecting this film and the last one. Anyway, so boys. it's quite funny how we, we sometimes, you know, like we jump, we're on the Nick Cage kick or like, well, a couple, same director or something. That's, you know. Riz Ahmed twice. I think we should watch a Michelle Williams film next. I mean, we've already got a circle with the uh, with the Species. main actors of the of these films. So you have a uh, Riz Ahmed being in Venom as the bad guy, and then he's mm-hmm. a victim in a uh, Nightcrawler, and then in Nightcrawler you have Jake Gyllenhaal who's a villain, and Jake Gyllenhaal was a villain in Spider Man. And oh, you're right. Spider Man. Oh, Spider Man's main one of Spider Man's main villains is Venom, and that's where he originated oh, from. So Nightcrawler is. Marvel canon. Yeah, 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 sure. Why not? Fuck it. Whoa! Holy shit! That's cool, dude. <laughs> wow, you heard it. I, yeah, I, Nightcrawler I, is more Marvel canon than this version of it, Venom. It was a better Joker movie than Joker. So if Nightcrawler yeah. was his villain name <laughs> right. in Marvel for some reason, but that's taken already. Well, I was curious else. why Green Goblin shows up in Nightcrawler, but it makes sense now. Yeah, I a, guess cool. so. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. They added um, him in afterwards once uh, you know the purchase. Uh, There's a reinterpretation of yeah. uh, Green Goblin as a character where it's like he putting is in, also um, a Nightcrawler. It's <laughs> exactly. like whenever they put in Job of the Hutt into New Hope, remember? Yeah, when he had to like step on his tail, like Han stepped on Jabba's tail. Remember that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to stop talking now. Anyway, Venom. I like it. Yeah. Uh, can we, to, to start our discussion, I want to try to bring it in with the comic book cavalcade. Because 
as you said, Doug, this really it, Venom is a a classic Marvel uh, Spider-Man character, but this movie is far removed from Spider-Man oh, in yeah. some ways. So first, I want to try to establish a timeline, and guys, correct me. Like Spider-Man: Homecoming came out what 2017, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Venom yeah, came yeah, out after right. that, and Venom then it was yeah into the Spider-Verse, right? Yeah, Venom actually at the end credits it, has it a showcases. stinger for it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it has a stinger. I was just curious because of that stinger. And I was like, okay, where does it fit in? Right. I was very confused watching it after the fact in 2021, after all we've been through. Um, so I was um, like, why am I watching Into the Spider-Verse now? And then I realized, oh, it's introducing mm-hmm. uh, the next movie yeah. for some reason. It has nothing to do with Venom. As we know, Sony is uh, leads this movie and um i don't know how familiar you i haven't really dove into it for a while but basically sony has had the rights to spider-man specifically mm-hmm. and for the recent marvel films uh, involving him including the standalone spider-man films they have had to work out contract agreements for marvel to basically have access to their own property for for film purposes but mm-hmm. sony per their long-standing contract they have to create a spider-man related mm-hmm. movie every so many years in order to retain that licensing agreement so that's why we get keep getting these like Mm-hmm. Andrew Garfield Spider-Mans and yeah. all these reboots. And then that is ultimately why we got Venom as well. But Venom is the lone success story, I would say, yeah. out of all of these Sony just like shots in the dark trying to... Because if you think think if they lose uh, Spider-Man, like, I don't know about you, but I don't know about any other like major headline. Like when I think Sony films, I think that the Spider-Man uh, licensing. So... Like Maguire, baby. Yeah, yeah. And to explain that, um, to go into a little comic book history for the Please. apologies of the comic book nerds that listen to us, because you already know this. So, like in the nineties, gotta get to the canon, baby. Yeah. Well, Whoa. like what was going on in the nineties was like, uh, <laughs> yeah. so in the eighties, you had when Venom was uh, created as a character, and mm-hmm. and then in the nineties, he became a very popular antihero because he's super fucking edgy. Yes, he mm-hmm. is, and I love it. He, and he wears all black. He looking mm-hmm. cool. He's looking cool. He's looking dope. Um, Eats people. So in the 90s, comic books kind of uh, inflated their own value by uh, basically trying to make every comic book issue a collector's item and trying to, and they basically created a new bubble every time they created like this one big comic now has four covers. And if you buy all four covers, they'll all be collector's items one day. They aren't. They might be now actually if a bunch of people threw them away because, you know, it's this mm-hmm. is about rarity and not about like collecting a set. Right. But the bubble burst in the 90s and uh, Marvel almost went under. And in order to survive, that's when they sold uh, the rights to a lot of their most popular characters to Sony <laughs> and Fox. It's like that's why like X-Men was a Fox thing for a really right. long time. But then like Hulk wasn't successful and Hulk's rights reverted back to Marvel, which was then bought by Disney. And now Disney has Marvel and it has right. all the leverage in the world. To and be now, like, now it's you, Sony. King we're king of the universe. Yeah. Fuck <laughs> you, Sony. We're making, uh, we're putting Spider-Man in our amazing universe that we're building. And if you don't put him in there, we're God help you, you know, yeah, you're leaving money the on the long, table. We'll give you the long web of the law. 
I guess. <laughs> so to, to briefly introduce the movie, movie, the Amazon description says this. Uh, Tom Hardy stars as the lethal protector and anti-hero Venom, one of Marvel's most enigmatic and complex characters. He is not complex at all, folks. Uh, gentlemen, <laughs> yeah, gentlemen, when you watch this movie, would you say that Venom is an enigmatic and complex character? Yeah, I don't I would get say no. Complex. Yeah, he's <laughs> right. He is. He is torn between two worlds: being world a piece of, of shit or being less of a piece of shit. Getting to I bite think... the heads off of people or not getting to bite the heads so, off of people. I guess it there's is... complexity in the match requirements. I guess it's a short thing, but this this is a telling thing. Number one, it specifically describes venom in terms of marvel so it's trying to mm -hmm. say hey you like the superhero movies this is one of them if you're like some guy who doesn't know anything about these characters just like oh this is a marvel movie two that's tom hardy trying to describe this movie as like super serious right so like right. the avengers movies are fun but they're also supposed to be like what do you want to say like proper serious media yeah, this movie is fucking stupid but fun. But mm -hmm. they're trying to be like, this is the most complex superhero. It's in more Marvel canon. To, to That's fucking hilarious. Yeah, to compliment more what you're saying, this is a much more like the Sam Raimi Spider-Man films. Yeah, Marvel well, Spider-Man films. I'd say even the Sam Raimi ones were taking themselves seriously, though Sam Raimi was having fun with it. Mm -hmm. And yeah, Venom. I feel like it's hard for me to tell actually in this movie what is them knowingly being funny like being ironic or them like this is actually badass and it, it, it actually gets really clouded in the movie but i don't it mind does. that and it's, isn't that fun. like where you know where, where you want to live in that that neutral gray i right. love living like, you, you want to catch yeah. you want to catch both audiences right you want the people that can laugh at this ironically at its ridiculousness and and the funness of, you know, uh -huh. of the whole situation it, but then you want to like... catch the dudes that put the like the venom decal on the back of their old <laughs> yeah, SUV. Yeah, yeah. yeah like so I, I well i gotta tell you this is just like the defined like you don't watch with any expectations and you'll probably come out enjoying it like i did not watch this when it came out. I think I just like one day it was it was like a dollar rental on Amazon, and I was just like, "All right, you can get a dollar out of me." And I, and and I and I was like, "All right, that was fun." And then a year or two later, Jeremy's like, "Hey, let's let's do this fucking movie." Watch I'm the like, movie. I'm like, Venom. "I'll watch Venom again. Like we can do this." But I really appreciate the creativeness in this film in terms of getting around the whole Spider-Man angle and yeah like, they how is venom still venom and the venom that everyone knows without spider-man as a basis for venom and they, just they, space guys from space like uh -huh. that are like i'm cool with it i like how they handled it yeah they did a good job of stripping out the mm -hmm. spider-man like trademarks from this film like he still right? has like quote-unquote webbed style well but, you but, can't you can't have but, the but web he's doing it, it by too... just like slapping himself around like it's i thought it was uh pretty creative in most most ways but then they still have like so per for me personally like uh, i don't actually have a lot of info like backstory or infra history on venom i just know of the character but my probably my most um my most exposure is just to like marvel versus capcom video games oh fun. so it was pretty cool seeing like 
his his trademark expand shield that he does and everything mm-hmm. and then seeing them do like the gloopy fight he does that where like he like ah like he turns into just a mess i thought it was kind of cool so but yeah, yeah like if, if someone has like information on venom that they want I, they I, I do. Do other <laughs> folks have Spider-Man lore stuck in the back of their brain? I, I had, I, yeah, I had a an illustrated encyclopedia of all the Excellent. Spider-Man characters. Uh, I've never read a Spider-Man comic book, but I know really? everything about the character. I, I was big into the '90s Spider-Man uh, uh, animated show where he he it, wasn't allowed yeah, to punch good. anything. Mm-hmm. Um, that was part of his censorship. Like he just couldn't punch anybody. So he did a lot oh, of whip yeah. kicks and also things. CGI buildings. And that. Yes. Yes. And you're like, this is so Ooh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. The, the edgy. Yeah. But uh, Venom's origin in the comic books uh, before any sort of rewrites was he was just an orb found in a really weird, like kind of Infinity War-ish, like special edition called Secret Wars. During the Secret Wars. During the Secret Wars, which were great. And then Spider-Man's like, what's this orb thing? And it's like, here's a cool new suit. And he's like, this is great. But then like the suit as he comes back and it's like this cool black suit, they kind of give it a werewolf vibe uh, to it because at first it like it enhances his abilities it makes him stronger more durable and and all that good stuff but then he realizes he's waking up exhausted because while he's asleep he's still out doing stuff swinging oh, yeah, swinging. I remember that now. Yeah. swinging by night yeah and much like the spider-man 3 movie it makes him too cool yes it makes him too bad yeah, edgy makes he him super edgy. i gotta be less badass yeah what's great about uh comic book venom is that spider-man's his ex like spider-man yeah, breaks up with him the reason he hates spider-man is it's it's a breakup story yes and that's absolutely because it's because the perfect pairing for him this like, yeah. movie this movie is like a a relationship start story it truly is and it i is. love that they they stuck with it they they knew yeah. its material and they get into it a little bit more than friendship right but this is definitely like best friends meet each other movie, you know, mm-hmm. sort of thing. And it's yeah, great. But your best friend is a blob that lives in your ass. <laughs> He's got one up his ass, too. He's got one up his ass, too. <laughs> Goddamn. This movie has so many great lines. So Eddie Brock, Eddie Brock, Tom Hardy in this film, uh, in the Spider-Man canon. Also, he's a disgraced journalist who basically he does not choose to get the slime the slime Mm -hmm. as venom says in the movie i chose you he was Uh, more of a paparazzi in the comic books but in the movie he was like a cool ass vice reporter yeah i was gonna say it's like vice vice news this is a movie for its time and yeah Uh so he's a badass constantly walking at the camera reporter he still works for like a kind of like like a washington post style company but he has like the vice section the the eddie brock report I got to say, we get some clips of him as a journalist and we see him doing his work later with the, the Elon Musk stand in. So he, like his whole style is to be an idiot and to yep. say shit and damn to like get his interviewee off their mark. Right. right. Like we see him he's like, well, the homeless crisis is going crazy. And you can thank the housing housing association for that. You can thank the government for that. Uh, you know, like even when he's doing his man on the street things, he sounds like a dumbass. <laughs> like, <he sounds laughs> I, like an idiot. And upon rewatch, I, I, I like was looking at what he was covering, and it was uh-huh. like very, you know, it was like like we said, it was like Vice, but it also was kind I'm of a political Vice. 
Yeah. You know, like it was like civil unrest. Like here's a murder that no one's talking about because it was covered up. Here's corruption, the gray kind of corruption and poverty that no one's really responsible for except they. Right. Uh Yeah. He is the step two from a nightcrawler. Yes, he is. He's like he's like one level up. Like he's he's traipsing around housing fires and protests to be like, why is the government responsible for this? And I was going to say, like the politics of first of all, vice journalism itself and fun uh, Eddie Brock. Eddie Brock as a journalist. Uh, Eddie Brock is an edgy journalist who seeks out hashtag the truth, no matter who it hurts. But later in the movie, when he has a chance, he says, no, we don't eat cops. (laughs) <laughs> he does he does you all you need to say but we see that eddie brock you know he he ruins his relationship because he goes too far he's like icarus right he's just yeah. trying to do the right thing he loves himself for himself too. you know yeah to get the to get the the best story and he ends up stealing information from his fiance's computer yeah. and then using it to try to get elon musk uh thrown in jail i mean what's his name in this um, is Carlton it Elon Musk? Drake. Uh, Carlton Drake. Carlton Drake. Ter- it, it is a very terrible like superhero mm-hmm. character name. Carl. He was Carlton a Drake. good superhero villain though. Most he of these was. villains are just yeah. terrible, but they gave him some good scenes. He was like a very stereotypical villain, if you ask me. Like, but I like that they didn't try to do something really wild or anything like it's just you know i i have i have billions of dollars uh humanity has failed i'm gonna fix it you know like i like that he he definitely like you know like he doesn't have powers he has like he's part of the fight scene in the end and his dead is his death is kind of you know rather just blase and we can talk about Mm -hmm. the ending of this film but the scenes where he's using his charisma to convince people to trust him is like true villainy where mm-hmm. he and that's like where he shines as a bad guy is that he's got that that that, that Isaac I, speech uh-huh the Isaac so, speech I wanted to connect this to Nightcrawler because we see yeah. two guys trying to do the same thing and this ties into why I think the character in Nightcrawler is a fucking loser because if he was a winner he would be Carlton Drake in this movie they're right. both sociopaths they yeah. both have a complete disregard for other human beings, but Carlton Drake knows how to manipulate people and has the ability to put him, like he is one of the smartest and most well-known men in the world. It's Elon Musk. I think we tied into this, but it's very much Elon Musk in this movie. Yep. Uh, it's, it's a metaphor. Uh, but like, yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal's character in Nightcrawler is going to be a greasy piece of shit for the rest of his life because he can't actually relate to people. Well, and I think part of that, too, is uh, Lou and Nightcrawler is kind of like the disadvantaged side of the coin. Of this yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like he he starts not terribly high up and mm-hmm. really the, the movie doesn't end where he's like high up either. Like, yeah, he's got, right. he's got a couple of vans or whatever. A real um, business. Yeah. But a legitimate business. Yeah. Legitimate whereas, business. The, uh, in Venom, the villain of this, he's by, already succeeded. Yeah, right. by the age of 18, he has cured cancer or prolonged, like, 
He's done some great gene yeah. therapy stuff. He started in big pharma. Now he's in big tech in the space race, right? So yeah. he's yeah. And he was probably really, stealing people's ideas all along the way, like someone uh, else in real life right. that we know about. It is it is a be, a, a villain of this time and age, yeah. very much. And I love um, that. I I love the fact that also subtly he thinks he's like he's trying to further human evolution, right? And he's right. he's criticizing the human body. But and the way he speaks, he doesn't view himself as part of humanity. You can tell right, he right. thinks he's, he's already above. evolved and um, he's already like yeah. a demigod a bit. Mm-hmm. I got flashes of Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor from a classic cinematic masterpiece, Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. I thought you were going to say then, Jesse Eisenberg's uh, uh, Mike Zuckerberg in the social network. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, right? that too, I guess, because they're kind of the same character, but like yeah. one of their driving things is a godhood complex but also a hatred of god like the idea that like god is dead or has abandoned us so it's now time for me to become god and this movie yeah it's both a it's a driving villain thing for both of those films it goes to different conclusions i guess in this one he wants to uh mate slime monsters from outer space with humans to create the next evolution um i guess to frame it too right we are presented very clearly that we are in a dying world uh, in this movie. I, it, doesn't, it doesn't say like when it takes place, but everything looks modern. However, the first thing we see, much like classic film Predator, is a spaceship descending onto Earth. So we have like a little bit of a sci-fi bent, but really it's that. There's only like a couple sci-fi things and it's like holographic displays for computers and a cool ass spaceship. That apparently is like hyperlight capable. We don't like where is the symbiote planet? We don't really know. It was on a it comet. was like a yeah, it was a comet. Right? Oh, oh, so it was coming over. It was yeah. coming over, I and they they really, went and checked. It out. I never got any vibe that it was like not a like present based film. Um, well, the the spaceship looks the pretty spaceship like is, sci-fi. Yeah. Yeah, it can do a full... Yeah, at uh, least the one we It's, it's a must nice. spaceship. It's very nice. You know, it's posh. It's a, it's a proper spaceship. Um, but anyway, in this, one of the driving things for what is the Life Foundation is that the line is said, overpopulation and global warming will make this world uninhabitable within a generation. So if that was the case, this would be like Children of Men world where everybody is depressed or like yep. in a fashion. <laughs> Everyone's yeah. just sort of chill in San Francisco. It's like, well, if we're well, going out. But I was going to say it is San Francisco. Yeah. A city so nice they named it twice. How many times you can say San, San Francisco? San Francisco. It's a San Francisco. I song. left my heart in San Francesi. Hell yeah, baby. So okay. Eddie Brock, uh, Eddie Brock, we meet him getting woken up. That's a gross point his... Blake joke. <laughs> He's woken up by his girlfriend in a very playful scene. And mm-hmm. we realize that she puts up with his shit a lot. Yep. He's a big baby. He's a yeah, big he's old a big baby. Old man, he's a man, baby. And it doesn't have his shit together. Night. He remembers he date night. Um, he's good enough. Yeah, he's good enough. He's rugged. He's hot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he remembers date night. And he says, wear the helmet because we're going on my sick ass motorcycle. Uh, we're going to pop wheelies. He's, he's, a, he's a great date, not a good, not a good fiance. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> and then I love that. I love that this is a this is a story about getting your shit together by hitting rock bottom. Because he he tries to to I guess gotcha like you know Elon Musk like in his yeah. interview, he which he had no plan. Himself. He right? can't help himself to not be an asshole and be like, well, this kid's died and uh. 
to be fair, the questions he asks about the human testing where he's just murdering homeless people, he does, like Elon Musk does literally in the next scene. I mean, I'm sorry. uh, What? Mm What was it? What? Carlton Drake. Carlton Not, Drake. Uh, any, Sorry, any, allegedly. Any what? depiction of a person in this film is entirely fictitious. Yeah, it's coincidental. The Sorry. director I'm, visited. I'm personally confused. The, the director visited the SpaceX campus when designing the uh, laboratory for mm-hmm. this movie. They could have made the the ships a little more phallic, though, in my opinion. Being a big fat dick. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was this was pre Bezos. Pre Bezos. A space timely dick. film. Well, yeah, our yeah. timely review. That, Whoa, uh, wait a minute. Pre, what pre if Bezos, Bezos brought something back though? Spe- <laughs> Ooh, what if did. yeah jeff Beasy brought back a symbiont and then put it in him and then they, well they... well clearly Beasy isn't cool enough for for a symbiont like that but like venom right but like all right so the spaceship crashes brings back what four four it's like five or five or six slime monsters yeah one of them clearly gets out and that's why the spaceship crashes and it's riot riot's yeah. the one that breaks out and riot's the one like, slowly making his way back all of the all of the symbiotes have fucking edgy names and it owns. Um, right. I'm gonna try to make up some and I want to see if any of them connect while you're looking up. Uh, Havoc, uh, Rascal, Toxin or Toxic, Carnage, of course. Mm-hmm. Let's say uh, uh, Ruckus, Ruckus, <laughs> Ruckus. I feel uh, like a Southern. Like, <laughs> that's that's, that's what I was needs is a Southern I symbiote. I want to talk to you about eating livers. <laughs> Uh, we'll say Mayday. Mayday. That's cool. Um, they're all like combat names. It's great. Ooh, so uh, edgy. Got your, got your six black rifle coffee. These <laughs> are all like rose. <laughs> got your six, buddy. Buddy, that's one of them. Oh, here we go. List of symbiotes. Here we go. Venom, Carnage, Toxin, Anti Venom. Hell no yeah. Plague. Other symbiote characters, Scream, Lasher, Phage, Agony, Riot, Hybrid, Croba, Exelon, Payback. Yes, Payback Payback. and Scorn. I'm just reading the list. Mania. So Um, it's all all grunge bands from the 90s or like Cod Handles. Yeah, Yeah. Cod Handles are like, yeah, wrestling heels. It's all the Seattle bands that didn't make it. And I appreciate so much that like Venom didn't become Venom because the symbiote rolled in front of MTV for five minutes. No, Venom is just that's who he is. Like the entire race is edgelords. They're all 90s ass cool 90s blob monsters that just don't give a shit. What you were going to you were going to take the rocket and you were going to come back here with an invasion force. Then what were you going to do? You were going to go feed on a whole planet? Yes, but it is different now, Eddie. I have decided to stay. Wow. On my planet, I am kind of a loser, like you. But here, we could be more. Excuse me? That's great. And I just love that, that that's pre-packaged Venom. As he's in Eddie Brock's brain, in his body. In his I, butt. I, in his butt. Yeah, um, up his ass. I, I think... The way it kind of goes, like in my brain, the metal lore that was going on is like Venom slowly like parsing through his memories. Like he doesn't get it all at once. I think that's it. Yeah. And so, like, as that's why Venom slowly learns to speak and slowly speaks more and more as he's going through his brain more and more. Like, because one of the reasons why Venom just isn't just completely selfish and he just wants to eat everything on, on the planet is eventually he turns because he likes Eddie, but they don't really have that 
character moment. He he and Eddie become buddies. And I think it's pretty much because he reads Eddie's mind. And he's like, this this guy's cool. I want to hang out with him. Which brings up, you know, questions of consent, but it's Venom. So they are. Yeah, <laughs> I, I thought it was funny that because I was just about to propose a, a, a thought and you like read my mind uh, and, like and Venom, started like talking about symbiote. this. I was going to say um, in the moment where he hosts Anne, I had the thought like, well, okay, like what information did he get from Anne in that yeah. moment? And is now like he has that has and knowledge, you mm-hmm. know, and and is back in is back in Eddie. Like, you know, I ha- I was like running this just exercise in my head. And then but then you were like this very laid out and thoughtful, like, well, he probably like slowly. And I was like, God damn it. Like, just uh-huh. just I was thinking about that. This rewatch. I was like, like, what did they do to really bond other than like eventually Eddie just starts trying to save him? And yeah, like, I mean, it makes he's got a bro's back. It, I don't know specifically, but it appears as though it takes a while for the embodiment of the two to get like to, for, for to Eddie settle. Like, to, yeah, to settle and like to acclimate and whatnot. Um, and then, and it took what, not like a whole day or anything, but it took time for, before he started hearing them. And then before, so like it, it, it had like incremental growth. So I could see it. I could see mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And to kind of segue away from the plot and kind of into the, the movie magic, right. Or the acting, the, the thing, the slime, the slime, the slime. All right. We got two things. Uh, pre-slime though. The thing that I love about this movie is that they went kind of the extra mile with really thinking of like, all right, what would happen if you had an extra 20 pounds in you just moving around, <laughs> you know, and like seeing like Tom Hardy, like lift himself because inside the symbiote's pulling him up with like the force mm-hmm. of its like weight and then like whipping itself left and right, like him being off balance, but the symbiote deciding what's what's happening. Right. And so seeing him like move against his own body or move without, you know, trying and it's because weights being thrown around inside of him i really liked that little little aspect of acting that like a lazier movie wouldn't have done right it would have just had like the cgi goop come out whenever it was convenient one of my favorite scenes and part of i think part of what you wrote uh, is is that kitchen fight scene yeah um that's i felt like that was one of my favorite favorite moments that and then parts of the the motorcycle chase was kind of fun but the moment like real cool goop uh cgi was was in that fight when i he pulls a gun on him or something and then he or i don't actually remember what he did but then i'm like whipped out and grabbed the dude's arm and then he he, he like got pulled like up to the guy's arm and it got like twisted while Venom's still holding it from his back. And then he just starts punching him. Like, I was just like, Oh, that's like, that was, I rewinded it. And I was just like, that was a really cool little, and I can imagine Tom Hardy, like, you know, like walking backwards or I don't know if he's getting pulled or something, but I thought that was pretty cool. No. Yeah. I going back to the fact that like the actors are chewing the scenery here. Like whenever Tom Hardy, you know, after it, like, what was it? His kid was like, yeah, I was gonna I, say we should talk about just like Tom Hardy in general. Yeah, that. Tom Hardy made this film. Is gonna it literally yeah. is making and got a um, screenwriting credit for Venom too. Like he is all in in this franchise. It's so like a, it's his Wolverine. He he took they let him the second do film, but he didn't like propose this. Right, he just kind of like took the role. Yeah. if I'm correct, and then slowly started owning it throughout the process. And I also read that. Um, 
Michelle Williams didn't. She, the only reason she joined was because of Tom Hardy. So yeah, oh, Tom's going to be in it. Okay, I'll do it. Yeah, right. exactly. Uh, yeah, you could really tell she was like, uh, I don't know about this. Oh, but Tom Hardy's like a big name, right? so I can do it too. I was, <laughs> so, I was telling, uh, their scenes together were fun. They they had yeah. they had charisma together. Yeah, they're fine. She she really reminds me of a uh, Pepper from Iron mm-hmm. Man. I guess I don't. Maybe it's mm-hmm. the look. Uh, but also sort of the style of mm-hmm. the, her character. They let Tom Hardy do a lot of improv in this movie, yep. and it is fucking gold. It's great. Uh, <laughs> he, he has that hilarious. indistinguishable East Coast right. accent. We don't know where he's well, from. Well, yeah, he is every accent at the same time. He's really struggling with speaking American English in right. this movie. And it's it's weird. He It fucks up sometimes. Uh, but it's, it adds a layer of the like ironic humor to it i right i just kind of accepted that like he's basically going through withdrawals like at all times so he sounds like shit you know (laughs) which but i he's so greasy in this film and i love it i learned (laughs) and it seems like he never like breathe like draws like breath like he's always just like forcing out the rest of the sentence you know and it's just like up my ass Uh, one up his ass too that's the most terrifying thing i've ever seen (laughs) like he is he is sounding like one of the hosts on the jr slime time show like Mm -hmm. he's greasing up (laughs) Uh, the scene in particular that almost had me like howling was uh when they were at the fine dining restaurant and he's trying. Yeah. To, just after he got oozed, he just got the venom in him, and like he can sort of hear it at times. Yeah. Um, but he he's like, oh it's god, hot. I'm dying. What? Is, he's so hot. He's so, so sweating. Hot. He's so hot. But he's got to show these pictures on his iPhone to his ex girlfriend, his ex fiance. She's a lawyer that was prosecuting and his, him and his yeah. boyfriend. Yeah. Uh, but like he's just ripping thing. Like it's an entire sequence of him just taking food off of people's plates. He's realizing. getting urges because he's hungry because the symbiote yeah. needs to feed, otherwise it will eat him. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and it ends with him like this setting is dead. down. This is yes. dead. <laughs> yeah, he can't eat dead meat. He's got to eat living meat. It ends with him setting down in a lobster tank after like eating a live lobster, and he's just like like he just got in the jacuzzi, and I was howling this entire time. It was so like hilarious i don't know to point why. out too that the start of that whole sequence like the first thing that we see when we get into the restaurant is the fucking lobster tank yep. and lobster. i i lobster, noted as you said i noted down yes chekhov's lobster well so uh, apparently they he like he forced that and so they had to they're like okay well we we have to make like a prop a proper lobster tank that can accommodate a person now so um, that's probably why they like they're like let's showcase this in the opening scene because so, oh yeah it's it's a setup and a payoff for yeah. sure it, it was a nostalgia thing it was trying to remind you of when walmart had the oh fuck oh yeah that's I exactly remember that. what i was thinking about again in the 90s and so as a kid you'd have your venom comic book and if you were a weirdo like me you just watch the lobsters in there for like 45 minutes <laughs> well, I mean, with what you're like you gonna do in walmart with- when you're seven years old with your sick ass McFarlane action figure of Venom, <laughs> you're like thinking, and, uh, all right, if, if we bought a tank, could I keep a lobster as a pet? Could I have a pet lobster? Yeah, I think I asked my mom a couple times if I could take one, if we could buy one and like take it home and put it in the bathtub. You know, I read so there's multiple times where um, heads are what is eaten by Venom in this. He loves eating twice. He, he and loves, later and later. He loves giving. He loves taking head. Yeah, and then yeah, later, Jesus. <laughs> Later on, like, there's an internal uh, dialogue of, like, and he's, like, tater tots and chocolate. 
and i read um yeah he's hungry for tater tots and chocolate yeah yeah i read there's a yeah so it's because chocolate has a chemical that is produced in human brain yeah it's only found other found in the brain uh and but it's based on it's like an act like pulled from the comics it's a line from a spider-man comic i thought that was pretty interesting so that's why like i don't know if they specifically eat the whole body or they they just want it sounds like he loves the whole body but he's only eating heads uh, well, <laughs> what's fun is um this Venom, this version of Venom, because at first, like, Venom doesn't need to eat people in his first iteration, but I, I think he's kind of evolved as a character. And I know for sure in Ultimate Spider-Man, that version of Venom didn't shoot webs, which this version doesn't. And then it also, like, was constantly needing to feed in this, even more, so it was more of, like, a horror movie uh, villain where, like, if Eddie didn't eat anything ever, like Eddie would just die, which he would eat, like, yeah. and Street he needed parts. like humans at all times. It wasn't like he could, he could, you know, subsist on tater tots alone. Mm-hmm. Um, he, so he was constantly having to kill people uh, in yeah. order to not die, but He'd probably they, eat cats and shit too. Like right. Pigeons I, in New York. Mm-hmm. And I like this version of Venom better than the, the, the edgy nineties one, though. I do did think that the fact that the webs came out of his, like, his wrist, like the top part of his wrist, was pretty uh-huh. cool. Like, oh. Yeah, instead of the bottom because yeah. it's anti Spider Man. Uh huh. I got cool. a better way. Yeah. Uh, he eats people. Yeah, that's a <laughs> you know. And so I just really, bit that man's head off. It really uh, explore. I did think it's interesting. Okay, like Eddie Brock is the edgy cool guy, but once he's got symbiont inside him, he becomes very desperate. And I think that was a cool choice. Like he's never totally okay with having venom up until like way deep in the movie right and yeah so uh there's a scene where the swat team like the private security mercenaries of elon of carlton drake's uh life foundation corporation come to his apartment led by a jason statham mask uh shaved head miscreant venom doms all of them and he's like hell yeah let's bite all their heads off and sack their bodies in the corner a very edgy like facebook guy quote like body uh, a pile of bodies pile of heads and then but eddie brock is like mortified by this and through the rest of it he is like mortified he is experiencing biting people's heads off you know just destroying other human beings oh no i just bit that guy's head off I know, I know, it's, uh, I've been there too, it's not fun. But there's another side of Venom, and that's the caring side. That's the caring Cause, side. Because once he starts meeting people he likes, once he meets mm-hmm. Anne in particular, first he starts to like Eddie, but then he meets Anne, he's like, oh, I like her. And then... Yeah, for no reason, <laughs> but we do know that Venom has his thoughts, right? He has so his he... thoughts, and he could probably sense that he could probably bond with Anne. Yeah, but then. Probably... But what I love is the moment that like Anne's like giving him a ride to the hospital, like Venom starts giving him relationship advice. It's like yeah. you never you never apologize to her. Yeah. So Venom in a lot of ways is I wanted to get into the gender politics of Venom at one point, and here's where we're gonna go. Venom very much is like a, literally a blob of toxic masculinity. Yes. He's worried about looking like a bitch. Uh, he mm-hmm. said he calls Eddie Brock a pussy because he doesn't want to climb down the wall. He had to take the elevator in a very comic scene, but he's not completely toxically masculine. He's the one giving him good advice. Like you need to say you're sorry to mm-hmm. this woman that you still love. You still love her. You got to say you're sorry at least once you asshole. 
Mm-hmm. Um, he's also self-aware that he sucks when he's compared to other symbiotes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh yeah. yeah. He he's aware of his up. own ana- Yeah, he's aware of his inadequacy. So I wonder to too, Eddie. Yeah, he said literally that line, and it's amazing. Um, so to give a little bit like the story of the Venom symbiote in five seconds, he tells Eddie at the beginning that it's like I'm just using you as a you're my you're my free ride. And maybe um, you won't, I won't kill you. Yeah, maybe I won't kill you. If you die, I die. So you've got to stay alive. I'm getting on this ship and I'm getting my boys back and we're going to eat your planet. Yep. Uh, sorry, you have no choice. But then from that beginning, and even before that, we kind of get like the buddy cop routine between Venom mm-hmm. and Eddie. But like after that is when they meet uh, Anne, you know, Eddie's ex fiance. He gets to see the San Francisco skyline and it's so beautiful. Uh, and Venom decides that you know what, actually, I want to stay here and be cool with you, Eddie. We can both be cool together because he says, I was a loser on this other world. Why am I going to get bullied into conquering your planet when I could stay down here and be King Pimp of the slime, the slime mm-hmm. crew? And, and I love I love that Good face shit. turn. And then, like, because, you know, Venom decides he's going to stay and Eddie knows how to live there. And he actually ends, ends up respecting Eddie because Eddie more than once starts saving Venom's life. They have their their rules by the end of the film. No eating yeah. good people, only eat bad people. How do you tell the difference? And he's like, "Oh, you just have to." You get a hunch sometimes. Here, gonna... let's, let's eat this. Uh, let's eat this crook, right? You introduced at the the Chinese general store <laughs> earlier in the movie, which but, is a thing in and of itself. So one of the other characters that I really enjoy is Dan. Who is like oh, just the boyfriend? The boyfriend. He's just a fucking doctor, man. He Eddie's cool. Like I love the fact that like he's like I love I actually love Eddie's work. He's like yeah, he's hand. a big fan of Eddie Brock. He's like helping him the entire. So do you see this a lot in movies? It's weird because there's, we've watched several divorce movies in yes. the past in this film, mostly revolving around Tim Allen because he's like the divorce dad of the '90s, but. There's always this thing where, like, you have to show the new boyfriend, and it's right. like, what kind of man is he? And oftentimes, it takes a gender politics thing where it's like he's a bit a feat or something. Think mm-hmm. the Santa Claus, where like he loves sweater vests and he loves. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a soft, gentle psychologist, or he's Alan toxic like, in his own way, right? Or like he's, he's a, a yeah, piece of either shit. He, he's a piece of shit, like abusive guy, or he's like this soft effeminate guy basically Mm -hmm. and and to contrast with the protagonist's more like manly aspect and we do see that here i think a little bit but dr dan's still just a cool bro that just wants to help out he's He's a great man he's so nice yeah he's Mm -hmm. a he's a kind giving man who's like i'm gonna find out what's wrong with eddie he never once has a vendetta against eddie at all and is fully open to letting and like communicate with him like he's such a cool guy and what's Venom funny is, doesn't like him, of course. Yeah, Venom, Venom doesn't like him because he's Eddie's competition, but Eddie yeah. is indifferent to him because they're cool. And it's funny because like we talk about this being like Venom partially like embodying toxic masculinity, like solidified, mm-hmm. but then at the same time, like Eddie Brock, like the original like Spider-Man Eddie Brock was a piece of shit that slowly got yeah, better. Yeah. Where this right. guy, this version of Eddie is like, you know, a vice, you know, the, the cool vice uh, reporter that was trying to make the world a better place, but just did the wrong thing. Yeah, right? his flaw is like his ego. It's his ego. More so than like being shitty, but like not in a bad person. And even then, like, he's like, well, I know I fucked up. Dan's actually really nice. And then the, the three of them make kind of a t- the, the good guy team plus Venom. Yeah. 
And then, um, and, th- and then you get the goop on Anne, and then all of a sudden there's a three-way. So it's sad <laughs> when you realize that this very cool doctor boyfriend is going to get cucked by Tom Hardy and, and, and Venom together. Because um, Venom very clearly says, we're going to get her back. We're going to get her back. Well, he's, he's also bonded with Anne. Creating uh-huh. one of the most erotic scenes in cinematic history when you yes, see the kiss, Lady Venom. There Lady is Venom. a kiss. Yeah, there's a kiss between Lady Venom and Tom Hardy, and also Lady Venom and has the Lady Venom voice. And Lady I'm Venom saying, voice, the Lady Venom figure. Gentlemen, watch out! You're going to be doing. Uh, yeah, it's a little too hot. It's very, it's very uh, Resident Evil Eight. Yeah, yeah, Queen. It's <laughs> a big witch. As a tall lady. Um, so. Can I talk about the breakup for a second? Yeah. Not just the course. breakup, but the aftermath. So we kind of talked about it, but the breakup is because Eddie Brock stole the documents from Anne. Yeah. Carlton Drake has them both fired, whatever. Right after that, we get the six-month uh, time break. So we see Eddie six months after his breakup. He still doesn't have a job. He is He's drinking in, uh, in the bar. One cool thing that I think ties into his character is like he's friends with homeless people on the street. Like that's that tie. That's like a cool character move. That's what the gritty reporter would do. He'd like chill with the. He's like friends with everybody. Like the the lady yeah. at the the convenience the, store. The grocery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the grocery store they're the, lady. They're um, the people down and down on the, luck though. Like, yeah, the door. You know, like the doorman. I think the doorman the, at the journalism company. Yeah. I think the implication is as as Eddie grew up very blue collar. Right. Yeah, yeah. He's mm-hmm. a working class dude. He wears a work shirt with the mm-hmm. with sleeves rolled up. Knows um, what it's like to be poor. Probably knows what it's like to not be able to make rent yeah. and be homeless for a bit. So I know. did want to talk about a, a throwback. We're talking about living space discourse in this film. And that we see Eddie's post-job loss, post-breakup apartment. And as we are introduced to this, to this apartment, and this is part of the editing, it's like two or three different buildings, I think, first of all. As we're introduced to this apartment, we are shown that it's supposed to be like a shitty place, like neon reflecting off the window, uh, heavy metal neighbor won't stop playing his sick ass music. He has a gorgeous fucking apartment. When we see him come back yeah. after he gets the symbiont, um, he, we see a full view of his like, it's like a combined space uh, studio sort of thing, but it's big. It's huge, hardwood floors. It's gorgeous. And in a city like San Francisco, the housing oh, yeah. prices there. How the fuck does an unemployed guy who probably doesn't have savings, considering the the guy, how does he afford an apartment like that? I would, you know, it's a movie, right? But at the same time, exactly. I'd be like, I'd be like, yeah, like maybe he had some reserves from from getting fired because he was yeah. like that vice reporter for a while. But yeah, no, living space discourse, much like Matthew Broderick yeah. and Cable Guy. I want that fucking apartment. Yeah, right. We so, and it's introduced as a shitty apartment, and of course, when he goes to the bathroom and stuff, it's a different. Like it, they show the bathroom as being shitty, but that's because it's like they use different sets. I think right. So his and then they shitty, cover the floor in tater tots, so it doesn't look. Yeah, good. his shitty down on his luck apartment is. Far better than anything I will be able to afford. The hallway <laughs> definitely know? does not connect to that apartment. Yeah. Right. It's so, yeah, it, it's just, it's one of those things, you know, you got to look out for. Movie magic. Because class plays a role in this film. Um, it does. Because very specifically, it does. Yeah. it's stated that Carlton Drake is targeting the poorest of the population for his medical experiments. One of Eddie's homeless friends gets a symbiote in her and dies because of it. And that's, well, that's she, why it was Venom. Yeah, she's got Venom. Yeah. 
She got the venom. Venom kills her. And that's why Eddie gets the venom in the first place. Mm-hmm. So is anybody who hosts a symbiote that is left behind, like, does it just, like, they don't just die, right? Like, so, like, the dog in the hospital, it's not just going to be dead because it's... No, like, no, if, because if they bond successfully, yeah. yeah, if right. they bond successfully, you don't die. If it doesn't uh, work, then you die, is kind mm-hmm. of the, the rule. It seems like a gradient because one of the things that was happening in the research experiments was that the bond was successful, but they were starving the symbiote because it wasn't eating live tissue. Yeah. And they couldn't figure out why, whereas whenever Venom was in Eddie, Venom was able to just go get whatever food he he wanted. He was goose on the loose. He was eating pigeons and lobsters, you know? Yeah. It was was an all-you-can-eat buffet of heads. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Anyway, the breakup transitions, you know, he he seeks out and just because he's still got the I love you feeling and that's mm-hmm. when we meet the new boyfriend. But we see that he's a cool guy. And so so you, you are denied that like edgy vengeance where like fuck that guy. Nah, nah. Yeah, Dan's not, nice. Not a piece All right. Of well, maybe I can have dinner with them later, you know, and, and slowly make my way back in. And it works. <laughs> it works. It Even works. Though he's a piece of shit. Even though he interrupts their dinner at like a five star restaurant eating steak off a plate sitting in a lobster tank he's still like i need to take care of this man <laughs> like holy shit mm-hmm. this is my patient he like immediately like takes responsibility and is like this man is my patient which somehow gets eddie out of all of responsibility for vandalizing this like five-star restaurant right, right, I, right. I guess the doctor's insurance took over at that point um why well, I- I think the multi-stage shootout across the city of San Francisco took precedence over that. Probably. Later. Well, somebody's um, got to pay for them lobsters. But, uh, <laughs> but you know but, what I find really funny um, is that the entire final fight scene really didn't need to even exist. It just was there because we needed a symbiote fight scene. We needed, yeah. we needed that last battle in a resolution. Take out, if you literally take out that whole encounter and just do, hey, let's stop them. They get in the ship, blow up the ship. Right. Money, baby. Well, yeah, you gotta have, you gotta show the symbiote. I mean, you gotta have, yeah, like it's so cool. Film, like movie. See, and Venom, Venom moves so cool in this movie. He's got I like a, a bit yeah, of a gorilla thing, you know. It's it's awesome. And and we really would, funny. we need that line though. We need that line where Eddie asks Venom, he's like, "So you can take this guy, right?" And Venom <laughs> just goes, "He's got shit you've never seen. <laughs> he's got shit you wouldn't believe." And, like, and we had, see that shit. He's admi- he admires zero. Riot in that moment. Like this guy's a badass. Yeah, We're gonna he's, try he's, to kill him. We're dog. probably gonna lose. And we got um, about a zero chance. Uh, but it's right. saved by our lady. The, the yeah. Man. And with the sonic frequency in the control room, knows the knows the hurts. Like she knows she, she, the hurts. Uh, to, the hurts to bring the hurts. And, and and her. See, I told you I could play dirty. Like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Like it's not really. Well, dirty. she's she's got a little venom in her too. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hope with venom too. It's <laughs> venom two is coming soon. We need. I need a full time lady venom. We do. Please God, we... give it to me. Oh. Um... <laughs> Is Carnage already on Earth, you think? So here's the deal. Carnage is actually in the comic books. We'll see how this is related in the um, 
in the movie, but Carnage in the comics books is, is Venom's child. Yeah, it's um, Venom's baby. Yeah, right? they reproduce oh, awesome. asexually after a certain amount of time and like food, they just like they bud. Just, yeah, they, they bud like and the score like or whatever. The gremlins, oh. they, the so, gremlins they just pop them out. In the comic oh. books, uh Eddie Brock and uh, what's it whatever Carnage's host's name. Um Cassidy. Yeah, yeah. Cassidy. We're we're cellmates, and when Venom comes and breaks him out, I never actually read this comic. Uh, I think when Venom breaks Eddie out, and like Eddie's able to get back with Venom, Venom splits off and is like, "Oops!" and it like bonds. And the first person that symbiote comes into contact with is like like a a new baby bird, you know, that like mm-hmm. bonds with wh- whoever it first meets, and is a fucking serial killer. So like that's why Carnage is like really bad. Carnage. So edgy is edgy, but Carnage is actually uh, an Avengers level threat because in the comic mm-hmm. books, in Spider Man, uh, what happens is is whenever Carnage gets breaks out, bonds with the serial killer, he gathers up kind of his own gang of Jokers and basically <laughs> wants to murder every, the entirety of New York City, and uh-huh. the Avengers the have to take it. Yeah, he has the, the Avengers team up with Venom, team up with Spider-Man to take down Carnage's gang because Carnage's end goal is just to murder as many people as possible. Right. Like he, he has no plan. He's very Joker-esque. So mm-hmm. we'll see how Woody is, Harrelson yeah. uh, does with this. Well, that, that I mean, that can make sense then because the the teaser is him. Like and the, even the guards are like, if you don't follow the rules, you're the one that's going. It's like so. Like, uh, don't get too close and everything. And so that, that can mm-hmm. make sense if, like, you know, that's the setup. And in the middle of that, like, oh, shit, mm-hmm. like, blop. It I keeps going back for cool. interviews. And at some mm-hmm. point, yeah, we'll see how the movie does it. because it goes. I never actually read the these comics. I only played the Maximum Carnage Super Nintendo game, which is yeah. really Good fucking shit, hard. <laughs> that game's hard. I think I did see specifically why Woody Harrelson was approached for the character was because of his role in Natural Born Killers. Oh, nice. Oh, ooh, yeah, that's probably a good idea. So he's got the I worst. Feel like, I, I don't <laughs> know if I've actually seen that, so I don't. I don't know to what you're referencing, but he seems. They should have so had old. Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, that'd have been fun. Yeah, but right. Jake Gyllenhaal's already been in the Spider Spider Man Marvel. Oh, universe. you're right. As mistake, I wouldn't be surprised if the tone shifts just a little bit, or maybe just the way that this film is shot is shifts just a little bit. I want to mm-hmm. uh, see if they keep this in its own universe entirely, mm-hmm. or if they're mm-hmm. gonna try or to spin add it a little in. bit of that. If, juice. if Venom is is successful enough, they might try to add juice try it up and add it in, which yeah. would make it would be a weird merger. That'd it be would be a weird fusion dance. It would be interesting, and I, I'm always for like more like juiced up Marvel content. But do you think that they would just take on the rendition that Sony has created and throw it into their own like uh, not wholesale? Marvel? There would have to be polishing to do yeah. exactly. They'd it, have to smooth out that venom a little bit. What's interesting about Marvel movies is all of the different Marvel movies kind of have their own tone to it, and mm-hmm. the, as they're kind of exploring the genres. Uh, they would definitely smooth this out. They uh, That's why I, when I see Venom 2, if it's still like super grimy, edgy, kind of a completely different universe, it'll stay its own thing. But if we see a little bit more polish, right? I, like, and you see like, it'll be like fitting a key into a lock, right? You got to shave it down, right? And so <laughs> Disney's Marvel's Venom would not be able to say shit and damn. Oh, you know? he probably would. We probably wouldn't be able. So yeah, in this movie, a child dies. 
Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> she bonded yeah. successfully. She bonded successfully. Though. Uh, yeah, but we see from the other one. So, like, the riot symbiote is like basically taking multiple cabs. Yeah, he, and, and he's and he's eating yeah, them. Probably. I think he's on it looks like looks too, like he yeah. kills them as he leaves. So we see a child die. The, the first Marvel movies. The ambulance lady, um, the riot's first uh, ride, so to speak. Uh-huh. Her name is actually one of the uh, symbiotes. Um, she's like a, one of the lady symbiotes. Oh. So, Ooh, so she maybe she could come back. back. Yeah, she as could. one of Carnage. I think she's Scream. Uh, oh yeah, Scream. She's like yellow. You mean right? the one that died? Yeah. Wild hair. No, no. I, I'm talking about the lady herself. It's like whenever the space shuttle crashes yeah. and they're like trying to help the astronaut. The one that walks out, heals her leg, has the uh-huh. patch saying life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that first lady, uh, her character name is the is the same name as the uh, person who's uh, possessed by Scream. That's and very so interesting. It, it could be that, I don't know, I was thinking uh, her name's Donna Diego, volunteer for the Life Foundation. And so it could be uh, oh, a thing okay. where Riot could have, you know, spawned something and left it with her. You know, they could easily like, write it in. You know? Why was it a Malaysian lady? But then I remember that because it takes place in Malaysia. Then I remember the Life Foundation's own people are there. Yep. Okay. I want to talk about one of my disappointments with this movie. Okay. And it, it's actually pretty funny. So, like, every time we watch a movie <laughs> for this, ritualistically, like, earlier in the day, I look up how long the movie is. So I know how long... I'm in for for a film. Usually I'm I'm in for like a two and a half hour film for this podcast program. And I, I look up Venom and it says Venom runtime from Google. Two hours, 20 minutes. I'm like, all right, here we go. I gotta gotta stop playing video games a little early so I can get this in. I'm watching the movie, and at about what, an hour and a half in, a little before hour 15 in, is when we're having the climactic fight. And I'm like, this is really early. Is this just going to be an hour afterwards of like Venom on Earth? And I was really excited at that. So we see the fight. We see Venom, quote unquote, sacrifice himself. But then right after we realize he's still alive. And I'm like, holy shit, this is a really clever move. We're going to do the epic superhero climax in the middle of the movie. Then have an hour of Venom and Eddie Brock buddy copping through San Francisco. That'd be great. And, like, learning to get the girl back and stuff. I'm like, this is going to be so cool. And then it ends, like, five minutes later after he bites off the mobster's head. And I'm like, oh, what? Cue 30 minutes of credits. It's a long set of credits. One of the longest credit sequences I've seen. And in that is two, you know, we get the teaser for the next movie. And then, like, the the five to ten minute stinger for... uh... Into the yeah, first into the into the Spider Verse. I don't know. Uh, okay, so I did not finish the credits, so I did not catch the second. Yeah, there's scene yeah at the very either. end. It's literally just footage from Into the Spider Verse. So like, I thought it would be Venom related, but no, it it was a very surreal choice. It's like right. Oh, they're just so showing like, more than the movie. And wow. this is coming soon. And it was basically it, yeah the scene. I it so I forgot the End of the Spider Verse came out after Venom. That's why I asked mm-hmm. at the beginning. Is like let me confirm the timeline. Right. But uh, I was disappointed because uh, okay. I thought they were going to make that really clever move of like, now you got to learn how Venom like learns how to be human. You know, we got to watch just, him. We need like a one hour like short, you know, and that like been airs hilarious. on Disney Plus. Hell, Hell, that Disney Plus no. show like they should put, make a show. 
so I looked it up. It was going to be like two and a half hours long. They cut like an hour of the movie. Ah, uh, and for need, some reason, we need an, uh, a Tom need Hardy a, cut. Yeah, Tom Hardy. Edition. Tom Hardy said in an interview that some of the funnest stuff that he did in act like for acting in this movie was cut out. So it's like, Aww. show us the the slime cut. Show us the slime I, cut, baby. I will say we, this: cut. as as much as I love Tom Hardy, I also wonder if maybe. Even if he did have a lot of fun doing it, mm-hmm. would we have fun watching it? Well, again, he has like big himbo energy in this movie. He does. Oh yeah, he's doing stupid shit. I love watching him do stupid shit. I still love yeah. that Tom Hardy did the voice for both him and Venom. He did it. Was it was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It was yeah, much we better actually than didn't, we didn't touch on that yet. Yeah, explain that, Zach. Uh, so I thought it has anyone seen uh, his show Legend or sorry, movie Legend that he did in like 2015? I think it was. I would say like clips. So basically the premise is, is that he plays a set of twin criminal brothers and um, they're like right. just untouchable gangsters. And in that role, he created a method for himself where he before. So he did brother A's lines for the entire movie. He like recorded them on its own. And then when he went to play character B's role, he would have his own voice from the recording playing in his own ear. So when he's recording the scene, he's getting live Tom Hardy coming back at him to play his part back out at himself. And he took that same tactic and applied it to Venom, where he recorded all of Venom's lines and then played it back at himself. So he's he when he's like doing he's like actually talking to himself and like going through like that same mental conversation that we experience as viewers while he experiences it. So I, I thought that's that great. was like, that I thought that's cool. like next level stuff in terms of like uh, creativity as an actor to get around, you know, new age technological unique problems. But uh, yeah. I just love the fact that like, I assumed that the CGI was going to be really bad. And in some parts it was lackluster, but there are certain parts like my, I think my favorite CGI in the, in the movie is whenever he's on that buoy off the coast and it's just him and Venom having some alone time and Venom comes out around his shoulder. Oh, that's when you, we get like the out the ass scene. Or well, well, it's coming around the shoulder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like, so you have his like fluid gooey like neck, but then like the uh-huh. face and the teeth look solid and they have a solid yeah. shine to them. And so like, I like that it had just kind of like, it's just like the front of the, fi- like it had no depth to it too. Mm-hmm. So it was very like much like the mask, you mm-hmm. know, like it, I, I thought it was pretty. It reminded angry. me a lot of a uh, little shop of horrors. It looked like a monster, a plant monster. And that made me happy. Mm-hmm. That's um, when he was like, I hate you and I'm going to eat your planet. Yeah. I, yeah. Like, That's why I'm here. Overall, I, I'm here overall I really enjoyed this movie for what it is. I don't want to have any expectations for number two. I would like to forget about it and then watch it five months after it's been released. So and be happily just, surprised and just be happy. Like, Oh, Hey, yeah. Like Woody, mm-hmm. Woody coming out in September, that? baby. Oh shit. Soon. Thank God. Into the carnage, baby. Mm-hmm. Into the carnage verse. I want some carnage. Even uh, more teeth. A little chili con carnage. <laughs> what do you think would be the bat, the ending sting from Car- Venom Two? No idea. Lady Venom. I don't know enough about yeah, Venom's background. Yeah. She Venom. 
Uh, will we get the only a thing, second? Like, I gotta say, thing of Venom I know is Carnage. That's it. The, yeah, exactly. The Eminem credit song that starts yes! with just him saying Venom five times is very '90s and very Venom, like Venom, this, Venom, Venom, this fucking Venom. slaps, dude. Exactly, like, like the moment hard. that the movie ended with an Eminem song, like I know exactly that, who this movie that was is made for. A gas station song. Yeah, <laughs> that, like, that is a gas station song. The gas station song that did not baby. come out on an album. That came out on a movie soundtrack and as a single. If this movie was, came out in '98, it would have been a Will Smith track. Uh, and Will Smith would have started it. Will Smith yeah, would have been. He would have been Venom. Oh, yeah, he would have been Eddie Brock. So right after Wild Wild West, we get that superhero time. Maybe That'd this be would have cool. been instead of Wild Wild West. <gasps> like mm, if the, the Nicolas Cage Superman did happen mm-hmm. and it had the giant yeah. spider. So this is this is the universe where Bernie won. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, with, the, with, the, with the old master and commander movie that we talked about earlier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we're Bernie so, one and like everything is fine now so thank you for coming all, along with me on this gooey journey everyone listeners Ooh. um if you haven't watched right. it go right ahead i guess we don't really give yes. recommendations on this show no but if you haven't watched it and you're bored on a on a sunday night yeah sure sounds great there's worse ways to waste your time and uh <laughs> and maybe you know once you're done watch uh teenage mutant ninja turtles 2 secret of the ooze secret of the ooze that's a lot secret of, of the and then maybe follow that up with power, power rangers, rangers the, the movie, movie. But, yeah mm-hmm. but yeah get you with get, your get, boy ivan ooze and then at the end of the night make sure that you right as you're like in bed and you're going to read, you know, like that, like 20 minutes, half hour that you read before bed to cool down. You can get a uh, goosebumps is uh, monster blood. One, two, Hell three. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So the venom sees and feels everything in its symbiont. What do you think he's saying when Tom Hardy's jacking off? Pastor. Too slow. <laughs> he wouldn't say it. He would just have it over. <laughs> That upsets me. <laughs> that question is, upsets me. This is why never being alone ever again Think is not it. a great thing. Think about <laughs> it. Yeah. yeah. But eventually, eventually, they do bond to the point where they, like, it's interesting because Venom starts saying we, I feel like, a little too early in this film because mm-hmm. Venom says we because Eddie Brock and Venom are kind of unifying in their thoughts eventually. So whenever, right. like they're having conversations with spider-man or any or wolverine or whoever they say we whenever speaking to someone else because they're speaking for each other at the same time so as Mm. those characters spend more time together they become more and more one person so that was the one that's why one little comic book grab is like why is he saying we already he just met eddie (laughs) (laughs) they got they gotta spend some time together they're still uh, like you and me you know i'm me still but now he does we say the green he says the green goblin line of you and me we're not we're not like you and i yeah we're not so this. different yeah that's it you're not so different spider-man can avenge you recall, me can you recall if those that's, that's red dawn of we were in <laughs> self-conversation Spider-Man or too. like speaking to someone else they would say acknowledge themselves as we I think he just got pronoun like he's he's figuring out pronouns. It's really hard in 2021. It's just that we is like Venom's signature thing whenever mm-hmm. he's like a, a hero because he's whenever he's talking, he's speaking for two people. So whenever right. Venom was on his own talking to Eddie and saying we 
it was kind of weird because he was talking to Eddie and saying we whenever in the comic book, whenever he says we, he's it's me and Eddie together. And we're talking to someone else, you know, yeah. if we're talking to so, Anne. We think that we should do this. We'll go with you to the store to buy chicken. We are hungry. Mm-hmm. You know, it was cool that Anne started addressing the symbiont directly. And yes. The symbiont right. responded through Eddie. Hospital now. Great scene. <laughs> and maybe I like lose her. it. I like her. <laughs> She's cool. Faster, faster, Eddie. <laughs> On that note. Uh, I guess we'll end this here. Thanks for uh, hanging out with us. We don't really have outros, so here you go. Uh, Play uh, spooky music. Venom, 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 venom. (laughs) 